Welcome to Podcasting for That Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you the new analysis. Hey, friends, I'm Armardia. My name is Brendan Heron. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting for the Right Reasons. Now, this was a special one that we teased it a couple weeks ago. We talked about it again last week, but we are launching our very own Patreon account. You can follow, sure you can find that at patreon.com forward slash podcasting for the right reasons. So, yeah. brand new ventures. It's going to be an adventure. Absolutely. Um, Look, Ernie, do you drink, you drink Starbucks, right? <laughs> do I drink Starbucks? My blood is actually made of chai tea latte slash white chocolate mochas. So, well, the only, the only thing I get there is the uh, strawberry, the strawberry refresher with lemonade. Ooh, Nobody, yeah. no strawberry inclusions. But what I wanted to get Starbucks drinks aside. Our whole episode is actually about Starbucks today. Like, surprise! Sponsored by Starbucks. <laughs> but the real I really wanted to get by when we talk about our Starbucks drinks was we're only asking you for four bucks a month. I'm not asking you for much. That's one less, not even, not even a venti. That's a true. grande Starbucks drink is four bucks a month. So, the and if first, you get like an iced green tea, I think that's still less. So, so if you get if you the first month, the first day of the month, you think no, I'm not going to get Starbucks today. The money that I saved on Starbucks, I'm going to spend on my favorite Bachelor podcast. Yeah. And if we're not your favorite, podcast. then you can spend it on your second or third favorite, whatever number favorite we are. Yeah, and if you're super into pop culture the way that we are. You that four dollars will go to you feeling like you're at home chilling with us talking about pop culture. You know, what's the latest and greatest? What's the what's going on this week? You know, you see something in the news and you're like, what? Mm -hmm. Drop us a line and we can totally talk about it. We're here to be your friends. All right. So with uh, with our Patreon, not only will you be able to contact us through the messaging portion anytime you want. Which I will, I do not do that many things in my life, so I'll be messaging you guys back all the time. So come talk to me. I'm very bored and lonely. I'm not lonely, though. I have a wife and a son. But you're welcome to come and talk to me anyway. Uh, you'll also get exclusive video recordings of this podcast, so you can put faces, you can put a face to the name and a voice. Yeah, here we are. You'll get, every other week, you'll get a video and audio recording of PRR Does Pop which will be our Patreon-exclusive pop culture podcast. And then who knows? We might do fun things. You'll, you'll never, really, those are the only things that you're guaranteed. Yeah. But we, we, might do, we might do a litany of things. not in a shady things. way. Not in a shady way, but you might get a <laughs> litany of things on this Patreon that we're not aware of yet. You might get exclusive things that we're doing. You might get stuff that we're doing with other people. we we'll just have to wait and see. But the guaranteed things you're getting are video recordings of this, and every other week you're getting PRR does pop. So you'll, and then that first one will be up tomorrow for PRR does pop. So that's that's going to be very exciting. So we're going to definitely going to have to uh, to get that rolling. And then that's Patreon.com forward slash podcasting for the right reasons. Yep. So surprise! 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 Just. For you. Just for you guys. It's not for us at all. No, no. It's actually more work. 
It is more work, but we're doing it for you. We care about you. We love you. That's why we're doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> and the, for, for reference, we are obviously getting paid. That was a joke. But we're going to be using the money for the podcast. We're not going to be, I'm not buying Starbucks with your Starbucks money. I'm fully expecting to be a millionaire by the end of this episode. So I will well, be. Well, I think you're going to be like sorely disappointed. I think you're going to be disappointed in that, but we are going to do our best to spend that money to make the podcast better week in and week out. Uh, promoting, promoting posts and upgrading our equipment if need be. So that'll be all with the money that you guys graciously give us through our yeah. Patreon. So that would be great. Uh, shall we dive in? Yes. Let's do it. Because there were some highs and there are some lows. Okay. I'm here for this drama. All right. The Aaron and Cody drama that popped up again. Sparks are flying. I just remember last week we were just like, what is what is this? Why does he hate him so much already? I love the fact, like, we knew that there was going to be, like, a two-on-one-ish sort of thing. You know, I was predicting, I felt two-on-one vibes. I, okay, I am proud of the way that the producers did this. All right, like they put that random fight last week and we're like, what the hell? What's going on? Is Cole, or is Aaron like super wasted? What's going on? You thought like, he was? We thought he was. Used? We thought he was drunk. Yeah, we thought he was drunk. We thought mm-hmm. that he was stirring up stuff and Cody was like an innocent bystander. But this week we find out Aaron drops a little like just low key. Oh yeah, I know him from home. Okay. <laughs> You know, yes. but I really appreciate the way that the, the producers did this because they didn't, if he said that in the argument last week, they straight up edited that out. Mm. So we can be like, you're all confused. Stay tuned for next week and you'll find out why they hate each yes. other. So let's, let's backtrack a little bit. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting really ahead of yeah. ourselves. Okay. So we start the episode. It's just my favorite part. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> it was a good part. I very much enjoyed that part. Uh, we start the episode with our girls, Caitlin, Tasha, and Katie, just hanging out, mm-hmm. buy some drinks and some fruit, just chit-chatting before we get started. As one does before a date. Yes, with- as one does before a date. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, so we, and then we jump, we jump straight into getting ready for the group date. We have uh, Christian, Garrett, Trey, Courtney, Mike P., James, Justin, Thomas, Connor B., and Carl. Flat. Yeah, they uh, they show up at outside a bu- outside of a building where Katie's waiting for them. She says today is about being open and vulnerable, and more importantly, comfortable. And they head inside. And what was happening inside was anything but comfortable. I okay. Did you did you predict what what was gonna the topic of the state was gonna be? Uh, I figured they were. Did, kind of go into it knowing like not knowing anything either i i didn't know much but i, I kind of gauged the scenario or gauged the you know scenery. i was i was assumed it was going to be they were going to say uncomfortable things mm-hmm. i just didn't think that it was going to be as abrasively in your face as they made it yes yes i love how i texted you and said drink every time you hear the word sex positive and, and I said I would die of alcohol poisoning. Alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yes. Um, our good friend Mike, who let us know at this point he's a virgin, mm-hmm. says it's a dark room with sex stuff. 
<laughs> he was so scared. He was. He was so scared. We'll, we'll get into him. I have some thoughts on Mike. Uh, okay. I'm interested. Okay. Katie is joined on stage by quote unquote well known comedian Heather McDonald. Look, Ernie, I love comedians. I watch comedy. I watch comedy specials on Netflix. I listen to comedy podcasts. I go to bed to a comedy Pandora station. You Never. Do? Yes, because if I listen to music, then I just want to sing. <laughs> so. I have never in my entire life heard of this woman. Really? No, never heard of this woman. I've heard of her. She's like a growing, like, she's growing in popularity. So she's not a really well-known comedian. I know know some people personally that have been able to, like, or have gotten tickets. I think, I want to say it was like pre-pandemic though. Like, so I don't know if they actually were able to go. But she's growing in popularity. People really like her. She's sassy. You know, I haven't personally listened to any of her content yet, but I know she's she's a thing. Let's put it that way. She's a thing. Well, we start this group date off with how we start at least one group date off a season, which mm-hmm. is an uncomfortable pop quiz. Yes. Uh, she asks him. She asks them some very personal sex questions twice. Mike responded with a question mark. Question mark. Yeah. Which, okay, I thought, I thought about Mike when this happened. It didn't seem like, if I were Katie, I wouldn't be like, what? Has he never had sex? I felt like the question mark was kind of like a, I'm not going to reveal. I'm going to be a mystery kind of thing. You know, he, the more awkward he got about it, the more I was like, Mike, chill. You can come off as like mysterious, kind of like this is personal. I'm not gonna tell you, you know. This like, and you gotta have the secrets, kind of thing. And this was my problem with Mike. Stop crying. Okay, like honestly, though, like you, you can like there. There has been a litany of people on this show who are self, who are virgins for whatever reason. We, they mm-hmm. built an entire season of The Bachelor off a of virgin. Yeah. You're not the first. Granted, they kept, like, they kept hitting you in the face with that Colton's virginity. But, yeah, Mike. But you're not special. Mike's thing, though, is he's like, he was just like, oh, Katie's so sex positive, sex positive. So he's like, oh, no, she's not going to want to be with me. You know, I just felt like he could have just played it chill. Don't cry. Don't cry. Just put the question marks. Just be like, yeah, question mark. When is the last time I've had sex? How many times have I had sex? Who have I had sex with? I don't know. You don't know. You know, play it chill. But instead, every time you put a question mark, I feel like more, like one more tear formed in his eyes. (laughs) Every time they would come back to him, he was just crying again. I'm like, just stop crying. You, (laughs) You, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal, but the thing you need to do is just stop crying. Yeah. You need yeah. to not you need to not be crying right now. I but at the same time though, I mean, it showed his it showed his sensitivity. Showed that he cared. No, it shows it he's a crier. Crying while holding the whiteboard with the question mark. Now that would have been like you need to go home. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah. and then we go ahead and they let them know that they need to tell Katie and Tasha and Caitlin why, and Heather 
why they would be the best lover for Katie. And I really, we have this marked under Apple Podcasts as a, as a, uh, as a safe for work podcast. So there was. I feel like this is a safe for work conversation. So far, yeah. I'm just saying, I think that's, I think ABC, I don't know how ABC gets to put this up each week because every season I'm just, there's at least a couple things that happen every season that I feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable talking about. This, I feel like this was really pushing it. This was like them being like, all right, it's not bad to talk about sex. It's not a, it's not a taboo topic. So we're going to push you as close to the line as possible. Um, and then just camp out there at yeah. the line. I'm I think gonna, that's, that's what that was. This is really how I felt about that whole thing. Friend of the show and former guest Joe Prano. Oh, he he tweeted last down. night about this, or it was earlier today, I think it was, but at some point, he his tweet just said simply, so, quote-unquote, sex positive is just millennial for horny. Because that's all it was. It was just, it was just yes. like, how raunchy can I make this comment? Yes. I thought Connor B, with his little song, I thought the, the song was nice. Yeah. The, the song like was the song. cute. It showed I off also that he just can, like Connor B. So yeah, he also shows off that he can play the piano and the guitar and sing, which is just a, a bonus for everybody. Yeah. Uh, was it Trey that gave us a nice little puppet show? Oh my goodness! Like yes, the puppet show, which she thought was hilarious. The puppet show was, was cute. Random and I don't know. I don't know if I would have been into the puppet show though. I would. I would have laughed, but it's just kind of. You know, I thought weird. I thought it was a fun and different, other than just being like James. You did make and, it really playful. Yes, it was better than putting a box over to your genitals or ripping off your pants. But it, oh my gosh, if you put a box over his genitals though, and made reference to that um, famous SNL sketch with Justin Timberlake <laughs> and Berg, which is a bleep in a in a box, I. Listen, that sketch is 100% freaking hilarious. I would have loved it. Um, should... Yeah, it, it was fine. Uh, we This is where my feelings on one member of the group started changing aggressively, and they never got better. Carl. Freaking Carl. I hate him. I hate him so much. He goes on Carl stage. Carl blew my mind. Carl blew my mind. I was like, what are you doing? Who are you right now? Get him off stage. He was such a... The word that I bleeped out earlier. <laughs> he, he was he was so rude and condescending. Everyone yeah. else... He was clearly up there for a long time because no one else was rude until he was up there. So goodness only knows how long he was up there. No idea. Because even, like, at first I thought that Cody... Or not Cody. Um, Connor... I thought Connor was like being nice, just being like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But then, and then Connor was like, you need to go. Good job, Carl. Bye. And a couple yeah. of them were like, like making comments like, come on, bro, finish up. He really, like, what was the concept of his why he's the greatest lover? Like, he just wrote out like a bajillion reasons. What was that? He's, he's, he's a, remember, he's the motivational speaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, he was giving a motivational speaker presentation. 
I hated it. About why he deserved to to win. And it was super long. It was super unnecessary and really just annoying. It was honestly, I don't know. It it was funny because like last week, and I I don't really remember exactly the impression that Carl left on me. So obviously it wasn't that memorable. But this week, like I didn't walk away from last week feeling like Carl was going to be straight trash, right? Mm. This week, and I don't know if it's the editing or what, but Carl really went downhill for me and obviously for you. Uh, he also just like his attractiveness was like <laughs> crash and burn. Like I would have been like, get out of here. <laughs> you, you thought you thought he was attractive? Oh no 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 no. Okay. I, no. I just I was very. Like I just said I didn't even remember Carl last week, but this week, if he if he was standing in front of me and he was up on stage doing what he did. Like by the minute I was checking my watch, I'm like, he's getting he's getting uglier and uglier by the second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> trying to avoid the mean words, but there it was. Yeah, a word by the doubt. Uh, so we we finally get rid of Carl after his multiple whiteboards that he took notes on, Gosh. and yep. we get Mike P. Mike at this point is at this point at least in the interviews is full-on sobbing. Tears streaming down his face because this man is a virgin. He just doesn't know how to handle it, I guess. Homeboy was really shedding virginal, virginal tears. Like. He, 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 asked, <laughs> he asked Katie to join him on stage. And he gives this big speech. He talks about uh, how what he, he always wondered what his future wife would be like. And then... At one point, he says that he would wait 31 more years to have sex if it meant showing her how much he cared about her. And he mm-hmm. finished it. He finishes say, the speech by saying, I have always wanted you to feel so loved and honored. And the best way for me to show you that is by saving myself for you. Uh, Katie's crying about halfway through. Honestly, I didn't expect it to be as romantic as what it, it did. It, it was what it was. Uh, honestly, I thought he was going get to her, get her up there and either cry and be like, listen, my question marks are my virginity. <laughs> you know, and then it's weird. <laughs> but instead, I loved what he wrote. It and was... I thought it came off as very, there was nothing emasculating about it. It was the truth. Yeah. And it was very kind and endearing and warm. And that's what got her. And that's what got him. But, uh... Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, what it actually got him in actuality was nothing because he did not well, get I mean, a rose. True. He's still a virgin. <laughs> no, I, I meant like a rose. He didn't give him a rose. That's true. That's true. But I think what, what's interesting about this whole thing was this was, obvi- this was obviously going to be a date all, around, all along. But I think mm-hmm. Mike was put on this date because he was a virgin. And it was, can we break this man on day one? And they that almost sucks. did. And they almost did. That's the thing about it. They almost did. That's he made. Sure they did. He <laughs> I made, didn't even think about it as strategically as what you just said. Those producers were like, "Will he cry?" They're like, "They're like, oh, ask him what his favorite position is, Heather. Ask him the last time he did it, Heather." 
It's like it's like putting Brennan on that Neil Lane date. Yes. See. <laughs> yes. Mean. And what and what he did? This was the ultimate Mike move. This was the only move he had. He made chicken salad out of chicken bleep. He had nothing. He didn't know. What... I was like, where are you going with this chicken, bro? I get it now. And he's like, okay, well, I mean, I waited for you. I got that. Like, I don't know how to be a great lover in terms of actually mm-hmm. in action, but I but know how to was, do it he, in heart. He was like, emphasis on the fact that I already love my future wife so much that this is what I've saved for you. And that. Though I loved the plot twist, the the turn that it took. Like, he took what he thought was going to be seen as a weakness in Katie's eyes, and he changed it into the ultimate strength. Like, this is for you if you're my wife. And so she felt so honored and treasured. And that was like, nobody saw that coming, you know? But I was proud of what he did. I was proud of the way he went away and thought about it and turned it around. And the thing is... There was nothing that he said that suggested either off camera or on camera that he was anti-sex. Oh, no. No, not at all. He's just hasn't, and he's chosen not to. So, really, Mm -hmm. there was nothing in and of itself. There was nothing about the waiting that was wrong mentally the way he was approaching it. So, like, there was nothing as he made the best he could, and he did really good. Yeah, he did. And I... I like I love that, and the yeah. fact that he got the greatest lover award. Yeah, he got the he got the trophy for greatest lover of all time. That is so commendable. So high five, <laughs> Mike P. Yeah, well did done, good. Mike. Uh, After get, all those tears that you shed, you did good. Yeah, <laughs> we get to our uh, our cocktail party. Connor B. Our cat man. He sits down with uh, with Katie. And he wants to redo their kiss from the first date because he was in a cat costume. And he's like, I had paws. At one point, I had a paw on your head. (laughs) And uh, hot take, first kiss was better? Um, maybe. I, okay, I was, I was wondering because she kind of, she kind of stuttered a little bit, you know, when he asked her how it was. Yeah. Um, I still think he's, I still think it you know, watching from a visual perspective still looks like he's doing good though. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> like he's doing pretty good. <laughs> um, gosh though. Can you imagine if like it, your best kiss was you dressed up like a cat and it's all downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> you were a better kisser when you were dressed up like a 100% cat. In which case, you call a producer and you say, I think I can win. Go get me all the cat costumes. Yeah, I'll, I'll just be an orange tabby. I'll be, you know, a sphinx or whatever. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't even care if they really look that realistic. I want all of them. Siamese, yeah, all right. the time. He's just a cat. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm still here for Connor B. And his mathematics. Yeah. Um, next we're joined by, next Katie is joined by Carl, who, uh, who lets us know that my whole business is, my whole world is business, locking down contracts, making deals. He said, I'm going to make sure that I step up to the plate. I deliver the best of my ability. I really can't with him. I think 
Now, this was suggested on another podcast, so I can't take credit for this. Mm-hmm. They believe that Carl saw like three episodes of a season and realized it was a game and thinks no one else knows it's a game. So you think, wait, so you think that Carl's just playing us by being a douche? No, I think he, I think he thinks that he can win by just making it a game. That you don't have to have feelings. Then, okay. Then that's a... No, I don't want to get ahead of myself because we're going to... I'll Just remind me of what you just said. Put a pin in it. Remind me of what you just said because I don't want to miss <laughs> me linking that to, to what I'm thinking right now. Okay. I, it made a lot of sense when they said it to me because he, he seems like he thinks he's so smart and quick-witted and charming that he doesn't have to actually have feelings to win. And I think he's trying to, he tried too hard. He overdid it. Like he, he so he overcorrected, veered away from the feelings thing. Yeah. He, because yeah. to, to be good in the bachelor or the bachelorette, you have to have both. You have no, to be true. able to have feelings. You have to be able to connect with the lead. But you also can't be foolish enough to think that it's all about feelings. Yeah, you've got to be you've got to be competitive because it is even if, you know, I remember Hannah B. If I famously told Jed, like when he said something about he won and she was like, you won. It's not a competition, you know, but it kind of is. Yeah. You know, it, it is. But when you look at it, life is a competition, you know, um, love is the competition of the heart. So <laughs> it's what it is. But. Yeah, if you look at it as just winning and like Carl is just listing like, yeah, I I do contracts, I make deals, I'm going to make this deal, you know, get getting her to the altar on time is going to be the ultimate deal, you know, like he didn't say that I made that up. But so, (laughs) but um, I think that that I see some aspect of that, but I think you're right. Like he overcorrected and he's just kind of. I don't know, though. That's an interesting theory. I just think he's being too much of the other side. Hmm. But it's, be that as it may, uh, Carl takes out the fuzzy handcuffs from the date Yeah. for his five minutes with Katie. He only gets one. He gets one on his wrist before Thomas comes in. Thomas uh, is like, I found a key. <laughs> He's like, uh, okay, and then he 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 gives Thomas a hug. Did you notice that? I did. That was weird. I okay. See, I couldn't tell if it was just like, okay, you know, we're bros. It's cool what you did. Because initially, when this hug happened, though, I thought it was kind of weird. But I also thought like maybe maybe this is a bit of um, <coughs> good like good vibes in the house. You know, I didn't think that everything was gonna go to crap by the end of yeah. this episode. I guess at the moment, Carl doesn't seem like a bad guy. He just seems annoying. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, Carl's just a goof. You know, whatever. Carl's, he's just trying to win, but he's also like, good on you, dude, for coming in and interrupting me. I didn't think that he was that pissed about it. No, I just thought it was weird that he gave him a hug. Yeah. That's all it was. I mean, I I wasn't reading anything into it. I just thought it was weird that he gave him a hug. Uh, (laughs) Katie and Thomas spend some time together. And they end up making out, and somehow she ends up on his lap. 
Yeah. Um, I love how today I actually was reading online that some comments people were like, Katie's the most the most relatable bachelorette ever, because we all saw that spank splash. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, girl, yes. Every one of us, every one of us women, if we waltz into that bachelor mansion or wherever they are, um, you know, (laughs) spanks. Normal women wear spanks. Normalize spanks. So Katie. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, obviously, after the steamy makeout, proceeds to get the group date rose. Yeah. And Carl informs us that he's... Because of that red, the red blazer that he's wearing. Oh, yeah. The red blazer is popping. Love the blazer. I was here for that. And with his skin tone. Yeah. He looked real... He's a super handsome guy. But uh, mm-hmm. Carl, Ernie, Carl lets us know that he's pissed. And he's going to have to fix this during the cocktail party. He thought... Oh, with his weird motivational speech and his uh, attempt to uh, BDSM with Katie in the middle of the cocktail party should have earned him a group day rose. This is when Carl starts to take like a real turn because before he was up on the stage, he was doing his dumb stuff with the, you know, his motivational sex stuff. But then this is where villain Carl started to like show up a little bit. Like for you to be like, I'm pissed and we're going to have to fix this. Fix what Carl? We're two minutes into the season. Not, not everyone gets a rose. Like, jeez, I don't know what's going on, there's like, Carl. There's ten of you, and they, you, she gets one right now. Most of you will get one. Dang. Dang. Yeah, that's when it was like, okay, he's a psycho. Yeah. A little bit of a psycho, but. Well, we, we in the middle of that date, we get the uh, the rose. We get the uh, the card at some point. I don't think they should. Did they show us the, the car drop off? Well, I don't remember that. I don't know if they did or not, but it shows up for Greg. Baby Greg. Sweet baby Greg. Which surprised me that he I got one him. so early. Yeah. It, it just It's surprising because he, he just got the first impression rose to already I mean, have that's a what, that, That's what some of the dudes were saying, though. That's yeah. what they were saying is they were like, you just got the first impression, Rose, and now he gets the first date. Yeah. You know, and they're kind of along, they're kind of among the mindset of share the wealth, Katie. Give us all some time, Katie. <laughs> uh, Katie's like, no, I was first impressed with him, and I'm going on that first date with him, which makes sense in real life, don't you yeah. think? <laughs> uh, this is up until now. I thought Katie and I would have been fine as a couple in my alternate universe mind where I'm not married with a child. You're like, Katie would have been my soulmate. <laughs> but like, here, here she lost me. Really? Because she lets Greg know that she's our Dorsey girl and they're going to go fishing. And I would say, oh, that's crazy because I don't touch fish and I don't camp. <laughs> okay, what's, what's great about this? So I actually really love this date. The date itself is fine. I just don't want to do the things that they're doing. She, okay, she let us know that, like, when her and her dad went camping, they would really camp it. No glamping. This is real straight camping. Yeah, it looked horrible. No, no bathrooms. No, here's the deal. When she was talking, I realized I don't think I've ever been straight up camping. Like, I've always had a bathroom on the campground. You know, like, I've been camping, tent, you know, like just being outdoors the entire time. 
but there has always been like a bathroom on the campground that I could go to. And so when I learned such a big lesson that has been seared into my brain, it has altered everything about camping for me. When they got that bucket and cut a hole in it and made a toilet, mental freaking, no, I'm doing that now. Now I can authentically camp. That sounds horrible, and I could not it find something I want to do. sounds fantastic. I can't wait. I cannot wait to take this trip into the woods. Like, I can't. Honestly, there's nothing that sounds worse. Several buckets now. There's nothing that sounds worse. Uh, they, Greg, Greg says he is an outdoorsy guy, but yeah. then he does not know about the bucket toilet, and he got, cannot pinch a tent. I know. I was like, Greg, really though. And then, but then he does make the toilet and he decides to pretend like he's using the toilet and have a seat. And then Katie proceeds to kiss him while he's sitting on the toilet. <laughs> I thought that was great. I loved that. I loved that. Um, Greg lets us know that unfortunately his, sorry, Katie talks to Greg about her dad dying in 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, Greg lets us know that he, his dad died. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. His was really recent. I loved though, like, and, and I saw on Instagram um, some comments. People were like, the fact that Greg didn't react very emotionally when Katie first told him the story. And people could have seen that as like, oh, you know, like, is he being kind of weird about this? But then they were like, the reason he didn't react so emotionally is probably because he was holding in all of this emotion with his own story. And just wasn't ready to say it, but he waited until the intimate setting of dinner to say, okay, actually, I understand your loss. I loved the way that he did that. I loved the fact that he wasn't like, me too, my dad died too. You know? <laughs> right, no. Hijack her moment. Mm-hmm. Like he waited until he had his own moment and then they, it was like the uniting of hearts. Yeah. I didn't see liking Greg as much as I did after this week. He... Yes, I very much enjoyed it. But also, <clears throat> I would like to point out that he did redeem himself when they were fishing, because that that the Rick the wrist flick to get the yeah. to get the lure out there, that was textbook, man. That was it was very good. He just kind of whipped yeah. it out there. He knew what he was Wait, doing. So with you that. do you know about fishing? You just don't like fishing. My grandpa used to fish, and he would take oh, okay. us fishing occasionally with him, and it was just. Just god awful. I I don't I don't like okay, there are a few things. I don't like being outdoors. I don't like touching things that are gross or slimy. And fishing is boring. Man. Fishing is I want to learn how to fish a little bit more. I think fishing would be cool. Maybe that'll be like one of my twenty twenty two goals. You do that in twenty twenty two. You I, you will not be joined by me, I'll tell you that. Uh <laughs> I'll be like, Brennan, guess what? I also brought a bucket. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> like, I'll see you back. I'll see you back at wherever we're at because I'm not Podcast camping that. trip. Podcast camping trip. No, horrible. <laughs> horrible. Okay. Just horrible. Uh, <laughs> Katie and Greg, after dinner, they go and they enjoy a, uh, a little bit of a, uh, a little drink on the back of the mm-hmm. pickup truck. And I, they, loved, I loved this entire date. And they went, they got a full on fireworks show. And then obviously he gets the one on one rose. Mm-hmm. 
I love the way Katie holds the rose when she gives people the roses. She's like, oh, see what those roses? Here you go. Like, she's so cute. Yeah, she, she, she's a lot of fun. I, I think she's going to yeah. be, she's going to continue to be cool. Uh, the next day, though, we jump into uh, Kate, Caitlin and we're, we're met with Caitlin and Tasha, mm-hmm. who are in cowgirl outfits. And they, they were us... rocking those cowgirl outfits. Like, they almost made me want one. They they let us know that they're going to get the guys up. Yeah, yeah. And by get the guys up, uh, we're going to slam into their room, screaming and banging pans and get, telling them, don't get ready, don't do anything, just get up and go. Just and I felt bad for poor Greg. They woke Greg up. Oh, I'm sweet like, baby Greg. I'm just sweet like, baby Greg who I'm had just a like, night out on the town. I'm like, wait, how long has Greg been asleep? Two hours? Three hours? Yeah. Because you know those dates go long. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, he went, he got to go to sleep. He's fine. <laughs> I'm just like, that. now that's, I can't, I have a lot of trouble going back to sleep once I'm awoke that abruptly. Because he was like yeah. awake and up and talking to them. I'm just like, this I poor guess- man just has to, go, just wants to go to sleep. I get super um, mad whenever I get abruptly woken up. Like, there's reveal about myself. Like, don't ever scare me awake. Like, I might punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I could be on a bus. I could be on a train. I could be on a plane, anywhere. If you scare me awake, I might throw a punch and then apologize profusely later. But, like, I Jeez. can't handle when I'm abruptly <laughs> awoken. <laughs> So note to everyone out there, if you ever see me sleeping, please, for the sake of yourself, do not. Just gently. All right. Well, that's that's good to know. Uh, (laughs) The men go outside, and some of them still wrapped in blankets because it's... Nick Vile was on Juliet Juliet Littman's Bachelor Party podcast this past week, and he said next week he's hosting a date next week. So your boy Nick is on next week. Yes. And he said when he got there, yeah. the day he got there, it was 80. And the next day, there was snow on the ground. So this is obviously a very weird time in New Mexico that they're there. Really? I? Really? Apparently. It's crazy. But all the guys are prepared. It is time for Katie's Big Buckle Brawl. <laughs> I love the name of this. <laughs> I love, the name was great. I love it. Listen, I've been watching some Yellowstone a lot, so I'm really into cowboys at this moment. So I was for it. The bubble brawl, I was like, yeah. Uh, they get them dressed in cowboy outfits, and they immediately take off their flannel shirts. I was loving those flannel shirts too. The flannel shirts were great, and yeah, they, I love this whole date. <laughs> yeah, the date was great. Uh, so next, the first fight up is Brendan and Hunter. Uh, Brendan's a firefighter trainee. And weighs 40 more pounds than Hunter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got a message. We got a message from one of our one of our viewers um, that does not like Hunter. Not at all. You know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> do I know this person as well? Yes, you do. <laughs> because I also got an aggressive text probably from this same person about how much she thought Hunter was ugly. Does not okay. Wait, do you say she? You she. Okay, because this is a he. Really? 
Well, I'll just we put it right there. Judge. My sister said she sure. was. My sister said he was ugly. Yeah, no, I didn't get the ugly message, but definitely a dislike. All right, well. Uh, I don't know what Hunter did. Hunter didn't do anything in my book. I but. think he's just he just he just looks weird, and I think it's just a bad vibe from Hunter. <laughs> I think it's kind of like it's he's giving off the the uh, the uh, oh the Dylan. From Hannah's season vibe, where it's just like the uh, silly stuff and like weird faces, but like Dylan, wow. Dylan is a uh, a tiny boy, a tiny cute boy, and Hunter's yeah. got a weird burly face, and it just doesn't match up. I can see that maybe a little bit, like, but I just Hunter's not in my mind yet, you know. So in my head, I'm like, what do you do? Yeah, nothing, nothing like that I remember him of. So uh, next. Kyle is going to fight Andrew, the uh, professional football player. Okay, which one's Kyle again? I don't know. Kyle must be small, though. <laughs> Literally just when you said the name Kyle, I was like. I don't know. But Kyle lets I us no know. Kyle. Kyle lets us know to my mom, you're the best person that I know. Thank you. <laughs> oh! To my brothers, you can't have my okay. stuff. Okay. Yes. That was funny. That's the only thing I, I don't. I don't really remember what he looked like, but I thought that was funny and pretty charming. He was, paradise. I mean, look, if I was going to get into a mud wrestling ring with Andrew, I would also be telling my goodbyes. Uh, yeah. Because Andrew is huge. Yeah. Uh, next, we have John, the tiny bartender from San Diego. Uh, he he, he fought Josh. And John says, I'm hoping to last like 10 seconds out there before I'm unconscious. And he he got a tie, I think, just because he's tiny. Just because he's tiny and weak. I was loving the um, the, the guy who awarded everyone. He's <laughs> just the random old he bearded looks, guy. Right. Like, they were just like, bro, you got this solid beard. You're rocking that cowboy hat, the buckle. You need to be on camera to to announce the awards. Like, who's the winners? There, there were several, there were several Chris Harrison uh, tweets when he was on screen. One of them said, "You remember Chris Harrison? This is him now. Feel old yet?" <laughs> this is him now. <laughs> it was so. It was so funny. <laughs> That's so great. Um, I thought you were gonna say that Chris Harrison tweeted, like live tweeted the show. Can you imagine? Dude, that would be great. I went so Chris Harrison just started live tweeting <laughs> and like be great. ate at everything. I would love that. I would love that. That would be that would be great. Uh last they, up, probably, they put too many zeros on that check of his. Right. So that he probably won't he probably won't do it. No, probably me. not. Uh last up, as we all expected, is Aaron versus Cody. Yep. Uh, yep. Clearly, everyone knows that there's something going on because they're all like, "There's so much tension," even though there was no visible tension. See, yeah, I was. They just got ready for the fight. I just didn't know if, like, yeah, because they said that there was like, there's something going on with them, and then when Katie and Tasha and Caitlin are sitting there, they're talking, and then, well, they didn't even make eye contact. Whoa, I can't. Did you like? Did you pick up on that? <coughs> I'm like, they're two dudes who are about to like for sure beat each other half to death in mud. Like, 
I wouldn't be shaking hands and being like, yeah, oh, hey, yeah, best friends. Like, I'd be like, I'm going to murder you and suffocate you up with the earth. And then afterwards, be like, whoa. I mean, I mean, that was I, a little much, but uh, Aaron, Aaron lets us know in a voiceover that they uh, know each other from back home and don't like each other. And then he says, he's he, not here for the right reasons. I'm going to make sure I come out on top. Needed, I need more. I need more. Unfortunately, this feud ended way too early. It did. Yeah. I wanted to at least go into week three, but I digress. Let's jump back in, and then I'll, I'll tell my thoughts as we go on. But, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. So, but yeah, um, Aaron and Cody got some serious blows in there. Poor yeah, that, was confused. No, there was just like, why does he hate me this entire time? No, there was definitely in the mud. There was definitely some extra intensity in here. You could tell for sure. What do you think? What are your thoughts on Aaron? I I don't really have any. He he seems he's a handsome guy. Katie seems to like and trust him. Yeah, but uh, he. He obviously he wins. I, I just don't. I don't really have a thought. A lot of thoughts on a lot of people yet. Um, I just love the meme that says Cody is hot, hot garbage. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we Aaron wins, and then surprise, surprise, he wins the belt. He wins the buckle brawler. The the uh, the buckle brawl buckle. That seemed a little contrived to me. He, he, it was wanted him to win so that he could have his time to talk about this. Yeah, uh, didn't do anything that impressive to me. No, no, nobody did. It's just a mud wrestling. Like all right. of this is just to further the storyline. Yeah. Uh, Cody lets us says as he leaves. I hope Aaron's not going to talk crap about me to Katie. Uh, there was yeah, no question. Dash, baby boy, because there was no him. question he was going to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron tells Katie, "I know he really wants to become famous or get on the show for those reasons." Uh, this whole time, he's not really even looking at Katie. No. He says the way he handles situations to me, I find disturbing, and then he calls him malicious. But he stops short of calling him a complete piece of crap. And, uh, but like you said, he, he's basically calling him a terrible, hot garbage person. I, I needed Katie to ask a few more questions. I needed Katie to be like, <laughs> situation. I like, I would have been like, you don't have to tell me like straight up intricate details, but tell me what type of situation or situations you've seen him handle and disturbing. Because when you start tossing out words like malicious and disturbing, I'm like, what is he a murderer? You know, <laughs> like, like what are you doing? What what happened to make you say that? Because you don't just say that about somebody that you barely know. Yeah, I. There was so much left un undiscovered in this entire <laughs> ordeal. Uh, Aaron was very vague on his thoughts. 
Cody did himself no good by not defending himself in any way besides saying, I don't know what he's talking about, so I can't really defend something I don't know what he's talking about. That's what I found really amazing is that he wouldn't, he wouldn't even defend himself. He was just like, I, that's just not true. That's just not me. I would have been like. He didn't okay. even say that. He just said, I don't know what he's referring to. Like that's, that's, I just don't understand how somebody could throw your name in the mud huh, because of this date. <laughs> but <laughs> straight up, throw your name in the mud. And then you just be like, I don't know what he's talking about. You know, I would have been like, okay, all right, here's the deal. One time me and Aaron were at a party. All right. Here's the deal. You know, like right. he didn't some, do anything. Some contacts. You don't just let that happen unless something is so bad that you know that it's about to come out and you're like, no, I'm going to be really vague too. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. This entire thing didn't make sense to me. Yeah, no, it, it didn't. Uh, she lets us know if you are here with a hidden agenda, that's not going to be a secret for long. Mm-hmm. And as we get started at the cocktail party, apparently our, go- our boy Cody feels pretty good about getting himself a rose. I don't know why. And the the level, the level of self-awareness that this man possesses is almost negative. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe that's a telltale sign too. Yeah. Like he, the fact that he walked into this thinking, I'm going to get a rose. It's fine. After somebody straight up talked trash on your integrity and you're like, it's cool. I'm going to get a rose. Yeah. Uh, you brought a blow up doll to the first party. That's all we remember you for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie and Katie and our boy Cody have a conversation. He, she says, she basically asks him, "Are you malicious and unkind?" Because that's what Cody, that's what Aaron says you are, and he says that's not factual information. When Katie asks Cody if he's here for frame, Cody he doesn't really say a whole lot. And then finally he comes out with, I wish I knew so I could tell about, he doesn't, he says he doesn't know what Aaron's talking about and says, I wish I knew so I could clarify it for you. I just don't, I don't understand. You would have to know something like you would have to know instead of just being like, I don't, I just don't know what he means. Like, you know, somebody doesn't just say stuff about you. And you have no idea unless that person's crazy. Yeah. You know? He, um, and I saw, oh, I don't know if it's still up or not, but um, there was a story. There was something that I shared on our, our stories. Um, oh, my gosh. Let me see if I can pull it up in the archives because it killed me. It was a picture of Anna. Remember Anna? From oh, yeah. Year? I saw that. That was good. <laughs> I really enjoyed that one. And it was basically just like, oh, you know him from home? Does he, does he, um, entertainment for money? Yeah. <laughs> I died. I thought it was the funniest thing. Oh, yeah, here it is. <laughs> LMAO, they know each other from home. Was he entertaining men for money? <laughs> I love it. You guys, the internet, the internet, <laughs> the internet wins. Uh, Cody only, the only suggestion that he has is that maybe Aaron is exaggerating what he thinks. But tell, but tell the low key story of what has been exaggerated. You know, like. He has nothing. 
Like, you can't just not defend your name. What is it in the Crucible? Um, <laughs> I'm getting, like, real dramatic now. In the Crucible, when John Proctor is like, it's my name! <laughs> you know? John Proctor would not go out like a punk the way Cody did. Okay. I'm, I will die before y'all talk, talk trash about my name. You, you know, you know Tom Segura. No, he's a he's he's a very famous comedian. Has like four, like three or four Netflix specials. I love that you asked me if I knew him, told you the truth, and then you were straight up like in disbelief. Can't believe you. He's one of the biggest comedians in America right now, but that's I fine. Now I don't fall asleep with comedy on. Okay, don't don't do that to me. Okay. <laughs> But he he does this bit about how he wherever he goes on vacation he's never going to where they film forty eight hours, and he talks about how they get these criminal these hardened criminals in a room, and they they lie for like two minutes and they give them some random piece of information and they break forty hours down, and the guy's like he's like lie lie for longer, like he's so confused and in this situation I'm thinking Cody lie. Lie for longer. Honestly, though. Honestly. Tell something. Say something. But he didn't. He just was like... <laughs> he just broke. If you're going to come on this knowing that you're not here for The Bachelorette, you have to have things prepared. It was the weirdest lack of fight. Like, even, like, my, my mom, who, like I said, my beloved mom always texts me during Bachelor Monday... Um, she was like, what? She was like, first of all, she's like, I missed what happened because your dad was blabbing over what was going on. So I <laughs> she's like, tell me what was going on. Also, why did that guy not defend himself? <laughs> what, what happened? You know? <laughs> like, there's no reason. No reason. He just gave no, no reason at all. And then just accepted his bait and walked to the vehicle. Yeah. She's like, you know what? By now. You got to go, Cody. And he's like, I don't know why, but okay. It was funny when he was clueless last week. And he's like, I don't agree with anything that you're saying. Because it appeared that Aaron was drunk. And it was hilarious. This week, it's like, are you drunk, Cody? Like, what? Yeah. Uh, Katie decides that she needs to take some time to think. Cody comes back out and talks to Aaron. And then he continues to make things worse by saying, how would anyone know we knew each other if you had kept your mouth shut? Yeah, that was a shady line. Then that he was says, a shady And then he says, obviously she has a tainted view of me. Like. Like, he, he doesn't know how to elaborate. I just, I don't know what he. What it's was, not even like it was the edit, because that was like a long clip. Yeah. Nobody silenced you. Like, you just didn't talk. Yeah. So, but that was a shady line drop, though. Like, nobody would have known that we knew each other from home if you had, if you had kept your mouth shut. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Uh, Katie, Katie calls him back over, says, ultimately, I don't feel that we have trust. And then, unfortunately, I think it's best for you to go home tonight. He just says, okay. He gives her a hug, and he turns around, and then the most impeccable timing in bachelor history that's immediately when the, when the car shows up and it's just <laughs> raring to go i like to imagine that like the the driver of the car is just like sitting out front like <clears throat> he's just like eating cheetos like in the car 
you know, or like hanging out like um um in Die Hard, you know, the kid who drives the limo and is like yeah. hanging out. Right. <laughs> like that's the driver. Like he's just chilling, just waiting. And then when they like, okay, oh, somebody just kicked off. He's like, oh shoot, okay, and like drops the chips and it's like frantically just drives a couple feet. <laughs> You know, he's on standby the whole night. Yeah. That's how I meant. I imagine. mean, you have to be with these things. You don't know when someone's going to be yeah. called home. Drop of a dime. You never know yeah. who's going to leave. Uh, Katie comes back in after she lets him go and tells the rest of the guys that she's going to take some time to her for herself to just regroup before she comes back in. Most leads would have just canceled pissed. the rest of the cocktail party, which I was impressed that yeah. she did. She just said, I just need a few minutes to gather myself. And then we'll be good. Uh, mm-hmm. Not very long passes before Andrew decides that he's going to make sure she's doing okay. Which could have ended poorly, but went well. Uh, he did very well with this. He yeah, did very well. He, go, he goes out to talk to her. And uh, he, brought her, he, he brings her a drink. And they start chatting. And he, mm-hmm. he, he Andrew lets us know that he was raised... By a strong woman and his mother. And then they just start to bond over life as poor people. Basically. <laughs> the way that you said that. <laughs> I mean, they they bonded over being poor. Yeah. And I I love this conversation, though. You're right. It could have gone poorly. <laughs> no yep. pun intended again. <laughs> but, but it ended up being a really heartfelt connection. Much like Greg and her bonded over the loss of their father's. Andrew bonded over this with her, like two really integral parts of Katie's childhood. Yeah. So I could see him going pretty far too. And they they both talked about how their families were poor, but Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have known it by how they lived. Yeah. In terms of like, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't like desolate and their parents weren't like stressed and at each other's throats because they were Mm -hmm. not doing well. They made them feel rich. Right. And I, I like that those moments were shared because it wasn't like um, it wasn't like Dale talking to Claire and being like, me too. Right. Oh my, God, my parents too. And you're like, what is this? Like yeah. these were actual things that he shared that it was like, oh, you actually had this part of your childhood too that only somebody who struggled with that would understand. So I appreciated that. So yeah. Yeah. So after Andrew kind of gets her back into a good spot, the rest of the we do we get the uh, the montage of guys saying things that may or may not mean anything to Katie whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite part was Hunter, who wrote Katie a note, but what <laughs> looked like a cut up shop and save bag. <laughs> You're telling me ABC can't get this man paper? <laughs> oh my gosh, that hit me harder than what I thought. <laughs> Ooh, you, can't, you can't give me, come on, man. You can't, you're telling me you can't get this man paper? He's got he's to <laughs> take a shopping right. bag from his home to write her letters right. on? Come on now. He's like, okay, like I just brought this. This is what I had. Yeah. But she liked it. She liked it. All I know, and really the only thing I want to talk about for this, is how Katie looked great. And Katie looked great in this dress, and she looked great in the the cocktail the cocktail party dress. 
Yeah, the green dress. Yes. Green dress is incredible. Everything yeah. she wore this episode, she looked really good in. Yeah, because I really liked that blazer dress that she had. The blazer in the first... dress was good. I think what yeah, we're really sure. I think what we've noticed in the transition from last year to this year is that Katie does not know how to have style. Because yeah. when she when we went from style when Katie went from styling herself last season, her dresses and her hair were always weird. Like she always looked, I, she always looked great. It was just weird choices. But this year, yeah. when she's being professionally dressed and professionally styled, she always looks amazing. I mean, she always looked, yeah. but like she definitely has a very casual sense of style, and it doesn't really include ball. Because even her promos, she's in a white t-shirt. Yeah. Is that like even the promos are not like this glitzy, glammed up thing? Which at first I was kind of like, why are you doing Katie like that? Treat her like all the other bachelorettes. But then I thought about it and I was like, she's not like all the other bachelorettes. Yes. You know, she, she's really down to earth. She's she makes it, she makes like you feel like when you're watching at home, like, oh, okay, that's my friend. She just happens to be on TV. Like she's doing a really good job of balancing that. You don't feel like she's so out of reach. Like I love Tasha, I do, but Tasha is like. Tasha is like the pinnacle of, you know, like she's perfect. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Tasha's perfect. Katie's not perfect, but it's in a perfect way. Yes. You know, Katie's imperfections are so relatable that it's like we connect to this bachelorette like nobody else. Maybe except for Caitlyn, because Caitlyn was pretty. I feel like Caitlyn's pretty relatable. Yeah. But Katie's relatable in a different way. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she she looked amazing in the uh, in that emerald green kind of metallicy dress. Yeah. Uh, she pulls Michael aside as soon as they start. They he Michael did not have a date this week, but he wanted to let her know, let him know that I felt a great connection, a good connection with you, and felt that I didn't need that extra validation this week. I thought that was sweet. I thought it was sweet, but I also think she's trying to mentally process if she can be a stepmom. I think that she. I feel like she's trying to mentally process if she can be with him. Well, yeah, but the, the, he comes with extra. Yeah, it, but it's, it, I don't know. I don't know if I see their chemistry. Because if a guy, like at least me, like if a guy comes with extra, you know, but we have that chemistry, like, and I feel that connection with him, I'm going to be like, okay, like I'd probably be able to mentally put myself in those scenarios where I'm like, I could be, you know, potentially a stepmom if he's my soulmate you know or something yeah. like that but this this i don't know if i get their connection so maybe that's why you're reading that of like her being able to process not being able to process if she can be a stepmom i think it, there's a lack of something there yeah i mean never could never will could be a two uh because he's adorable don't get me wrong yeah. like he i think he might succeed on the island too kind of like an evan yeah. bass when he got carly yeah so. Yeah, no, that's not a bad, not a bad thought. Uh, we kind of go back to the waiting room. While, while Katie's talking to Michael, we kind of cut back to the room with the rest of the guys. Uh, Carl, our friend Carl from earlier, is curious if there aren't other guys here, not for the right reasons. Uh, John suggests that he not say anything mm-hmm. and focus on Katie. He decides, in fact, to forego that advice. I and don't tell, know. Tell Katie, Carl. tell Katie, 
everything and nothing at the same time. Because this man says... It was the weirdest thing. Because he basically said, there might be guys here that suck. There might not. But what I want you to know is, don't ask me questions. But trust me. But trust me that there are guys who are here that don't Mm -hmm. want to be with you. But also don't ask me who. Because I'm going to go to those people and get them to quit on their own, I guess, is his plan. That was the weirdest thing ever. Like, the fact that he was, it was like he was sitting there talking to these guys and just, like, figuring out, and I feel like that was his way of being, like, be prepared because I'm about to drop a bomb, you know. It was, like, the sh- it was just the shadiest way of just being, like, I'm just going to stir up some crap. Yeah. And there wasn't, and what was most confusing about this is there's, they've known each other for, what, three days? Four days? Right. How do you have enough information on anyone to make a determination of why they're there. Jen. Once again, like that was like a week four, week five thing to do. Right. Like I- Jed went an entire season with the wrong reasons and mm-hmm. all of those guys were duped. And no one knew. <laughs> no one knew. So Dylan and Dylan and Tyler and Garrett swore by that man. Mm-hmm. They thought he was a good guy, and they thought Hannah Brown got herself a winner. Mm-hmm. No one saw that coming. You're telling me Carl knows in forty in seventy two hours that there are several, not just one, multiple guys in there that are bad people that are not there for Katie. That was so annoying. Here's the deal: Carl's a bored man. Week two, Carl's already bored, so he's like. I'm just going to, like, I like that stuff that happened with Aaron and Cody, and I'm bummed I couldn't be a part of it, but I like the way the sparks flew. So I'm going to, like, drop a couple bombs of my own. But then he couldn't back it up. Then it was like, Ugh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But the way that he, like, slyly smiled whenever Katie, like, just lost it for a bit and was like, listen, if you're not here for an engagement, get out of here. And they're like, wait, what? My favorite, though, my favorite was... um Aaron, you know, drama Aaron from earlier now is like, wait, what? There's more drama? Because he was so laser focused on his own yeah. drama. That he's like, <laughs> he was so focused on how much he hated Cody that he couldn't focus on anything else. He's like, I, I can now focus he on. He was like, hang on, what? He's, he's, he's like, I can now focus on Katie because my mortal enemy is gone. Like, it was like Aaron just woke up and was like, hang on. Like, some, like, some of you guys are shady, too? What? But, like. And she's like, Aaron, I want to talk to you. He's like, okay. What? And everyone's like, is Aaron in trouble, too? I'm so confused. And it was only because she trusted Aaron already. And she was like, hey, do yeah. you know anything? And he's like, I haven't seen anything. But poor Aaron, he was like, I'm so confused right now. I don't know. I wish I could tell you. Aaron, I feel like, was like, I would make something up if I could. Right. <laughs> if, if I had heard someone say the word Instagram, then I would just tell her. I just, anything to not be where I am right now. Can you imagine if he was like, I heard Mike talking about Facebook once. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he has. I don't know. Like, somebody mentioned Twitter, but I don't remember who it was. <laughs> somebody Aaron with ads mentioned so a Twitter, and the guy's like, 
Aaron, they all have abs. And Aaron's like, I don't know. I panicked. I don't know. I just saw abs. <laughs> but he, like, he was so freaked out. He was just like, just don't think it's me, you know? And then, yeah, the fact that she told him, though, like, I trust you, you know, who else? And the, the way that she was just, like, interrogating him, though, to get information. She was, like, <laughs> it was funny. Anything else? Jeez, <laughs> um, let down. The rest of the guys rip into Carl while Aaron's gone. Uh, Aaron comes back and tells her what they talked about. He still doesn't know it's Carl. And he says, well, someone, Carl's like, yeah, I did it. He's like, yeah. basically, he's just like, screw you, Carl. Like, his sly smile, though, as all this drama, they're freaking out. Like, who said what? You know, and he's just like, I'm just going to take a drink and be was- shady about it. Like, what? It's just because he's bored. Yeah. It's- he's bored. He wanted to stir that stuff up. Man, I am glad that that Aaron didn't get taken down with it because I was kind of nervous that like she would just go back to Aaron and be like, "So you took Car- or you took Cody out? Obviously, you're the next casualty because you brought this stuff up." No, because I don't, th- I don't think that was really going to be an option for her because she yeah. obviously liked Aaron enough to trust him yeah. over Cody, so she wasn't going to immediately turn on him. Yeah. I felt like I trusted him though in that moment. After that, I was like, okay, I I trust I trust Aaron because of the way that he didn't make anything up. Yeah. He didn't throw out names. He panicked because she thought it was like he probably thought that she was gonna take him out. Um, and then the way he went back into the room and was honest about the conversation that he had with Katie. Yeah. Like I'm like, all right, maybe this guy really could have a good judge of character. And was right about Cody. I still want to know more facts about Cody. But. Yeah, we, there there were so many things that, so many questions that we had. Uh, so many questions I still have. But mm-hmm. the only question that we have answered is, does Carl suck? And the answer to that is, 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 is indubiously yes. so. Yes. Uh, do you have any power rankings? Um, I have, I just thought earlier while we were talking, I don't know if I can rank them yet, but Andrew and Greg are pretty high, I think. Okay. I think Andrew, because Andrew's the one who was, they bonded over being poor, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew, Greg, I don't know if I put Aaron up there yet, because I got to see some connection. Andrew, Greg, and um, Connor. Those, those those are in no particular order in your top three? No particular order yet, but they're kind of like circling. Okay. For me. I'm like, kind of like, hmm. Top five. All right. Mm-hmm. At number five, we do have Aaron. I think Aaron is number five right now. I could see a top five Aaron. Yeah. Number four, Thomas, who she made out with on his lap and... But has not done anything, but she said, I can't stop thinking about you. And he's stupid handsome. Yes. So that's and number. She, I think that was the first guy she kissed last week, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. So that's yeah. number. He's number four. But looks like he's got some gra- drama coming his way, though, next week. Because they're like, Thomas is just, he's a liar. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how is he a liar? What's going on? We'll, we'll learn more, I think. Uh, number three at the moment, Andrew S. Okay, yeah. 
number two, yeah. Connor. Mm-hmm. Number one is obviously Greg. Greg, okay. As I tweet, this was my most popular tweet of Tuesday night. We're going to go ahead and pull that up. Uh, it was a gif of, I believe it's, I feel really bad as a sports fan right now, and I believe it's uh, Vince Carter saying it's over. And I'm, I tweet out, it's Greg. Greg wins. Can we be done? <laughs> Sweet baby Greg. Sweet baby Greg. I believe at the Greg. moment is it is his to lose at the moment. I feel yeah. like he's going to have to fall apart or like maybe his dad's not dead. I don't know. Something's <laughs> going to come up. Something's he's like, gonna... reveal, son, I can't believe you lie about this. Or he just shows up at the hometown and Katie's like, you know. <laughs> He's like, uh, he walks up to him, I'll give you $100 if you just married my mom last week or something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I would love if his dad wasn't really dead, though, for the drama. That might sound crass, but come on. Come on. Right. What have we got to lose? Right. Um, so, yeah, that's the top five at the moment. And I'm pretty sure yeah. something's going to happen. have to happen to Greg for me to remove Greg from the top spot without a lot of information i need like i don't want greg to because the winners are sometimes they're boring you know like they they're so locked in that they stay in the background they yeah. stay out of the drama and so far week two greg is out of the drama so i'm kind of like and that too tells me that he might be the winner because even with rachel we saw last season and who knew that she would have the drama that she had in real life true at the bachelor bubble but like she last season she wasn't the most dramatic you know yeah no for she sure kind of coasting so i see greg as a coaster yeah um and then that'll tell me if he's winning because if he's a coaster i think he won uh also a uh, fun fact: We saw Blake Moynes in the uh. in the series preview. Nick let us know on the Bachelor Party podcast that when he talked to Katie for next week's episode, she says that Blake is here. So I believe Blake makes his appearance next week, or next week going mm. next week going into week four. So I believe okay. I believe Blake's appearance is upon us. They were telling, um, or they were talking to Tasha and Caitlin, and Tasha was talking about how, I mean, well, we don't know how it works out. We'll have to see. And she was like, was it, um, she's like, Blake, I love Blake. He's a wonderful guy. He's great. Was I ready to see one of my exes date somebody right in front of me this soon? No. <laughs> Is that like, that dude just got up for her season. And it's like, let me take some time to recoup and think about it. All right. You know, let me let me jump back in. No, no, no. Nick, not only being a super into the show, and also a very intelligent person, mm-hmm. thinks he goes far. Suggests he now he said he's totally unspoiled, but he believes he he sees his previews and his part in the previews similar to his own on Caitlyn's season. Okay, I thought about that. So he says I, he thinks he's a, he's at very best a lock for hometowns. I possibly did think like about that further because of the way that yeah the way that he showed up he showed up and got second place, Nick. Yeah. You know, like that's some 
you got to have some mad skill with the ladies to do that, to show up, not even at the beginning, randomly, and then get to the last night, you know, which, like I said before, and back a couple episodes, the most thing that I remember of Nick, and this is how I think that he was able to have these successful relationships, even though I couldn't stand him at the time, both Andy and Caitlin, I remember them both saying separately that he makes them feel like a woman. And that's when I was like, man, whatever Nick is Nick is working with, that flirtatious energy, that vibe, whatever he's given out, like, he's yeah, good. He's good at whatever he's doing. Uh, and I'm like, okay. Ooh, before we go, who do you think would be some good host choices to replace Chris? I think we... I think that there's such a, I think you, I'm, I'm having trouble finding the way I, how I want to say what I'm trying to say. I think there needs to be quite the balance between someone who can host because mm-hmm. obviously Caitlin and Tasha do not have host ability yet with, in, in a way that Chris, Chris didn't do a whole lot at the end, but uh-huh. Chris was an incredible host and he was very quick witted. In, yeah. in situations where he had to think on his feet, especially in women tell all or men tell all, or after the final rose, mm-hmm. he was he did a very good job of in the moment making producer host decisions. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be the hardest part for they're going to have to find someone with enough connection to the franchise to make it not seem weird but find someone who can give that type of presence. Mm-hmm. Nick? No. What? Nick? Okay. Nick. Here's the deal. I was waiting for you to finish because I was going to say I hate myself for saying this, but he is the first thing that came to my mind. He's the best option. Why is his name I not come I feel like we just, we just separately, but at the same time, may have just cast an elect host. Because he's the, he's the <laughs> he's best cynical, option. Like he's He's just about the right amount of cynical. He's sarcastic. He has been The Bachelor. He's been on the show like 19 times or whatever. You know, he knows all facets of this franchise. He's been hosting his own podcast for a while. So mm-hmm. he's, I don't know how much you listen to it, but he's very good. I haven't, at, but I, I've listened to like clips of, enough to know his vibe. He, he's a very good interviewer. Mm-hmm. He's very quick. And he does these Ask Nick episodes. Where mm-hmm. he is like, in two minutes, nailing down somebody who's never he's never met psyche and issues mm-hmm. within their relationship, and exposing everything to them. Wow, he's so I don't understand it. I'm just like, how do you know this person already? You just met them. Yeah, I think so. Like without even knowing what I was thinking, that you just said that like. That, Because that's where my brain was going. Now, I think I did hear an interesting thing, though, from Taisha and um, Caitlin. First of all, Taisha was like, they asked if they would be interested in hosting. And she was like, I'd, I'd be, think I'm available. And she said, I'd make myself available. Taisha has wanted to host, like, Taisha was on Entertainment Tonight, um, like, a couple months ago. Yeah. And she was this is my dream. You know, I love this. Like, and I get that. Like, Taisha, I, I don't know, like, yeah, I get that energy though, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Tasha 
is making it no secret that she's she wants to do these things. You know, she wants to be yeah. out there. She wants to do stuff. Um, Caitlin, I think Caitlin just is super like laid back and just will go wherever. But she's got such a great personality that she is so good in wherever you put her. You yeah. know, she wants to stars. So I think that both of them are like this would be awesome to do. I think they both work really well together. They did bring up a point. I don't remember if it came with them or if it was somebody else in the article that said it, but maybe it's time, like Chris Harrison's departure came <laughs> at time, at least from the Bachelorette, because, you know, it's nice to have a woman mentoring another woman. You know, they can tell her, like, what to look out for. They can be like, hey, this is what I... Um, you know, this is what I, I kind of dealt with my season or, you know, just that woman to woman, like relationship, I think you know, that's, that's really helpful. I think that's really helpful, yeah. but really more than anything, you just need a lead. Yeah. You just need a lead. But I think as a woman, I could see that being super beneficial because like Katie probably feels really at home with Caitlin and Tasha. Not only have they just like, or at least Tasha just came off of being the bachelorette. But, you know, they've got such a fun presence that they do seem like girlfriends, you know, that you yeah. would hang out with and be like, to tell like to tell your heart, you know, to, or to tell, hey, this is what happened to me, you know, and then they listen and, and relate as women. So maybe, maybe it is a thing where like women host the Bachelorette, men host, you know, a man hosts the Bachelor maybe. Maybe you have two hosts, like leads of the franchise, but then you split them when each one, you know, um, kind of like Ben and Becca when they do Bachelor Live on stage. I feel like that would be have to be what you do because you need to have a consistent face. And maybe you need to have it a consistent is. Face, but what if you brought them both together? For and the that's tele- what I'm saying. It was going to have to be. It's going to have to be a double. Pr- I think you would have to almost have two co-hosts for yeah. all around because you mm-hmm. need to be able to. The best thing that Chris brought to the table was he was across 25 years across 20 plus years of the show the mm-hmm. only face you you knew would be there day in and day out year in and year out yeah. was chris and i feel like you have to have that face where if i watch a random episode of paradise if i see the opening episode of paradise the season finale of the bachelor and a random thing in the middle of the bachelorette i need to have a consistency yeah so that's what I mean, though. Like, at least consistency, but two consistent hosts. Yes. Maybe. Like, one woman, one man. You bring them together for the tell-all. Or maybe you flip them for the tell-all. Maybe the man hosts the women tell-all. Maybe the woman hosts the men's tell-all. Yeah. I mean, they could definitely... I think we can make that work. I yeah. think they could definitely Listen make that up, work. Listen up, ABC. Listen to these ideas. We just fixed everything for you. What about Kaylin and Nick? Ooh. That'd be weird. I, I listen to their podcasts together. The the mm-hmm. chemistry is there, but it's different. Mm, well, good because she's getting married now. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think the chemist the chemistry that made them interested in each other to begin with mm-hmm. is still there, but they know that it like couldn't the core work. of it. The the yeah. core of what made them compatible is still there, but I think they both know it can't work. So I really mm-hmm. think that that could be. That could be an interesting pairing that I very I think I think I I think I would enjoy. That would be interesting for sure. Yeah. And um, maybe they and they, maybe they just have yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting. Uh All right. Yeah. 
Uh, just remember, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. We're going to learn how to make clips from this recording to put on TikTok. We're literally learning in real time. Neither one of us know how to edit a video. Neither one of us know how to edit a video. So we're going to learn together. Uh, It'll but be then great. You, can, you can find our clips on Podcasting for the Right Reasons TikTok. So we're going to start posting clips of uh, our video of our of our recordings so we're gonna start bumping up our social media game and obviously you can follow you can fo- find the whole video and also prr does pop on our patreon.com forward slash podcasting for the right reasons it's one starbucks a month people help us make the show better it'll be great it'll be worth it absolutely all right ernie until next week i will talk to you later all right Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.